Here is from Wales, Aaron Ramsey. And he's magnificent. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Away Days at Home with me, David, and I'm not wearing a hat this week to mix that up. Over in Oslo, also not wearing any hat, but a nice pair of headphones is Andy. How are you doing, Andy? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm a little bit excited. I'm wearing my new my new sweatshirt that luckily is just kicking about in the sale, the new Rangers sweatshirt. Castor's finest, terrified to wash it. Um, <laughs> it's just it's a stunning piece um i i i, st- I struggle with any sort of blue um football top of any sort though just because of the the memories of our our neighbors um, yeah it's not far off their shade of blue either but you know I, I need to learn to get used to it it's it's yeah it's the way i'm sitting you can't really see the badge so if i just if i just do that do you want me just yeah to just remind me every now and then it's, that it's not <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not bumpy. I just need confirmation that there's no like Beanie Babies logo or anything like that on it. No, there's none of that. Unibet, not sponsored. Unibet is the Rangers sponsor, not my sponsor. We don't have a sponsor yet. We'll get one. Yet. Life. We will get <laughs> one. We will. Uh, so thanks a lot, everyone, for listening to this week's podcast. We are doing a transfer deadline special in the, the kind of Sky Sports News vein. We're not wearing any ties. We don't have any sexual toys behind us that could be waved in anyone's ears, unfortunately. Uh, but we do have the sharpest insight on the transfer market, don't we, Andy? <laughs> yeah, I have to agree <laughs> with that, but yeah, I... <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, we do. There's been big moves in the Norwegian market. There's been big moves in the British market. Some very odd moves happening in the Spanish market. And we're going to talk through all of them. I think you might be able to hear the smile on my face at the moment because something really weird is happening in Scottish football. And I hear you say, what's new with that? But it kicked off with a rumour this morning. Kind of gathered a lot of pace. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, it's been hard to miss. It is... I'm just jumping right into this, Andy. I'm just... I'm too excited. Go for it. Um, And I'm excited, despite us saying last week about how, like, he's a bit of a... Bit of a crock. Um, <laughs> it's the podcast. It's always we always wrong. get it right. Always. <laughs> um, it is Rangers moves to sign Welsh internationalist Aaron Ramsey. Andy, I'm just going to step back here a second because I'm about to burst. What's your thoughts on it? <laughs> on the okay. Um, <laughs> I'm I might put you on the spot. No matter where he goes, there's no danger of him if he's fit falling out of the Welsh like setup. So he do- he doesn't have to worry about where he's going in that respect. I think people will look at it and think, why is he not going to the Premier League or even maybe say like Spain or you know Italy, one of the typical like big leagues? But you know, if he just he he's obviously seen a challenge and he's thinking. Well, let's go see what it's like. I'm there for what half a season. You know, it's not a permanent move. It's very unlikely to ever materialise into one because of his his salary. He's probably thinking this is just a decent experience, uh, helping a team challenge for a title at the top of the league. Why not? 
I can, you know, go down in history a little bit with their fans if I help them. But uh, he's not like he's not got a great deal to lose. Obviously, if it goes terribly for him, then it doesn't reflect so well. But there'll still be Premier League teams queuing up to get him anyway. Uh, you know, on a, on a free transfer at some point. So, I'd, like, it's a no-brainer for Rangers, and it's for me, it's like close to a no-brainer for 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 Ramsey as well because there's rumoured to be is it I think two two Premier League teams in for him plus Rangers. We think one of them might be Wolves and that's fallen through, I think. I don't see how he fits into that team. It's I don't think I, I don't know if there was any real truth in that one. He obviously turned down Burnley um earlier in the window and you think if it's that kind of club that's in for him, why like why does he want to go there and have a relegation battle for I think the, that's what the we spoke about months. last week, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. is Burnley really the place that you're going to go and and roll up your sleeves and have to get stuck in? Exactly. So, and and so I think we were... that's why he's probably turned down what I think is likely to be the other Premier League club in, in Newcastle. Because if he was signing like a three or four year contract in Newcastle, you might understand it. But if he's just going there for the rest of this season to help them get, get out of you know, the bottom three, and then he's probably going to move on somewhere else afterwards. Why? Why would he go there as well? Doesn't make no. sense. No, no. I think they're all very valid points. I think from a, I know Juventus fans were desperate for him to go because of the salary, right? But mm-hmm. Rangers, and it's it's pretty much been leaked out to the press. Rangers are not breaking the wage structure for this deal. Absolutely yeah. not, because it would be poisonous. What would be the point of having a wage structure and then bringing in a, a loan deal that smashes it apart? It just it just doesn't. It never turns out well for that. Yeah, so, I completely agree. So they're doing that. It's not that I have heard reported over the last few days, especially with the Burnley stuff, and that the the fee he clears after tax is about 120, 140 grand a week. It's not the the 400 grand that we all thought it was, which was mm. mental money. I think the initial, maybe the deal is 400 grand but after tax and all deductions and stuff like that. Um, that's what he clears. It is a lot of money, but if Juventus are Juventus are basically funding the deal, which is bonkers in my opinion. Like for us, I, I think that phenomenal work if we pull this off. And I'm still saying if, because until he's in that jersey and it's announced officially, anything can happen. It's deadline day. Anything can happen. So doing that. In terms of is he what we need? We have been crying out for a number eight, box to box midfielder. I think I was saying this on Thursday's podcast when we were talking about Arfield and someone box-to-box who drives into the box late. Yeah. Ramsey, Ramsey offers that when fit. I think that's the worry is the fitness concerns. However, by all accounts, the reason he's not been playing this season isn't because injury. It's been more because the team manager just doesn't fancy him. So he's not been getting the game time and they want him out so they could make other signings. It seems that Juventus have now made those signings today. So he's definitely chosen Rangers. He's in Glasgow. So I'm still tempering it as if like he's sitting in some like airport lounge waiting to go somewhere. So it's pretty much happening when announced. I think in terms of what happened at the weekend with Rangers, which we'll just briefly say yeah, put a proper I was in <laughs> such a bad mood even this morning. Still simmering um about it. It definitely shifts a lot of focus. And which, which you probably need to be fair, which we need, and I think it would 
what I was hoping we would do in this window. And I kind of tweeted it this morning to one of the Rangers podcasts that I listened to when they were like, we need to do something. And I said, what I want is, I want us, if we were going to sign anybody today, I want some players out. Some of these squad players that just don't offer anything. And I want any players coming in to be first team quality. Not squad players, but walk, not walk into the team, but are in that team and compete for that team. Instead of like just appearing for the odd Sterling Albion Cup game or something like that, which Brandon Barker did, and he's now been released today. So Ramsey brings that wow factor to the mm. club. Everybody in Europe's talking about it. Very similar response to you of like, why the why why is he going there? And I think yes, the the, the dog fighting stuff. But someone I saw a tweet from a Burnley, that Burnley fan being like, it shows a lack of ambition. And someone else tweeted back. An English, just an English football fan, no anything to do with Rangers. That and went playing a capacity, huge stadium, playing for a league, or playing in like a, a small stadium, fine to stay up, where the atmosphere is going to be grim. I think I know what I would pick if it came down to that. If it's a six month deal, like he's really playing to kind of get his fitness up and then move on in the summer. However, the difference between this deal and the Diallo deal is we do have the option to buy. Whether we even like, <laughs> you know, you might you might technically have the option to buy, but I don't think you have the option to buy. <laughs> no, no. But what we could it could be a case of we buy them on the cheap and then sell them. That happens. Yeah, stranger yeah, things true. have happened. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We still need to sign them. Um, still going to temper this because this will go out when this goes out probably would be an hour or so before the end of deadline day so anything could happen anything could happen um but it's very exciting for us as rangers fans it set the other half of glasgow the other side not the other half the other side of glasgow into their own meltdown of sorts <laughs> where there's been people sending on finances to their solicitors to examine because how can they afford this <laughs> uh people suggesting that this is a british government ploy to take the heat off of boris johnson i said this to you earlier in the day like i just can't believe that some of these <laughs> some of these people were serious about about like you know some of the things they're doing and saying it's it's they're also like, criticizing us. They're criticizing us because obviously we signed James Sands on loan with an option to buy. We signed Diallo on loan, no option to buy. We're signing Ramsey appears on loan with an option to buy. And they're going, Oh, look at you guy. Oh, can you afford to buy players? Only buying loan signings. I'm pretty sure the three Japanese players that came in are all on loan with option to buy. Pretty sure. I'm not sure if they're all or not, but I'm pretty sure a few of them are. I'm pretty sure they're outside of Kyogo, who they spent a lot of money on. I'm pretty sure Jota's on loan. I'm pretty sure the one of their centre halves is on loan. Um, it's just this dissonance. They have this cognitive dissonance where they just dissonance where they just separate the reality and they look at it from that. So Rangers fans are like, that's fine though. Like we don't care if they're buying it or on loan. It's probably smarter at this stage of the season just to loan them. And see if it works. The only um, the only thing I'm just a little bit worried about is this turns into a Robbie Keane scenario when Celtic signed Robbie Keane on loan, and everybody was like, "That's saying this is a game changer. This this wins them the league." And he came up this time of year, 
and he did hee haw. He scored a few goals, but nah, nothing against it. And when he was in the old firm match, which I'm not sure if it was his debut or not, he got absolutely clattered by the legend that is Kevin Thompson. It's still, it's still like, it's probably the best gif you'll see on the internet of just Kevin, <laughs> completely fair tackle, but fucking doesn't. Yeah, welcome to the match. Welcome, welcome to Scottish football. So I'm a little worried, but worried about that. But on paper, it's a phenomenal signing for Scottish football. Oh yeah, exactly. On paper, it's outstanding. Like I still think he's one of the better players in Juventus squad. I don't quite like. I don't watch too much Italian football these days, but I don't. I don't quite get why it's not really worked played, out for him there. There was a, there was an article in the Athletic um, the other day, and um, they were asking what went wrong because he did play really well mm. um, for Juventus while he was there, and it was more a case of like new manager coming in, new system being set up, blah blah blah, and they just wanted him to go because. He has such a financial burden on them if they if they're not playing him. So, I'm I'm excited for that. Um, in other news, we also signed a a young Polish right back today, uh, Zakowski. Number twenty two. Rangers have just been slowly releasing tweets today, and everybody knows the tweet that they're waiting for. And so they released a tweet today saying, just like a couple of hours after they'd signed Zakowski and did it saying. He will be wearing number 22. And it's like, come on, <laughs> come on. So that's why I'm only putting that in. By all accounts, good young Polish um, right back. He's not a first team pick. That's Tav. They wanted, Ross Wilson's came out and said, we wanted someone young, ambitious, talented, who can challenge for that spot. Uh, the scouts have been kind of watching him for a while. He fits the profile. Happy with that signing. John Suter, we have put another bid in for him again today, and that's been knocked back. Yeah, two two bids turned down from now, right? Yeah, two bids down. Um, whether we go back before the end of today, don't know. Nothing about um Doki, the the Dutch centre half. I don't know. How, we might there might be a couple. Rangers are normally really good at keeping their cards to their chest in terms of signings, so we might see something around that, or it might just be quiet. And I'm just seeing that um, we also didn't get James McAtee from Man City. So, Guardiola's pretty much said he's staying at Man City, which is fine. Um, and in tw- I've just read that in 2019, we had inquired about um, a young Man City player called Phil Foden, and they didn't get him either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Imagine if that had come up. Uh, even on loan, we'll just take him. Um, but that's the big news in Scottish football today. As you can imagine, it's just been silence from Celtic because... Their fans are just too busy doing financial reports to try and work out where, where this goes, how how high up this goes. I'm telling you, if you're listening, Celtic fans, it goes right to the top. Her Majesty <laughs> herself's involved. HM, HM Treasury, they're funding it. Gold, direct, Italian job style, currently driving it straight to Turin in minis. <laughs> oh, if only it was true. Uh, but it's obviously not, there's been some other kind of movement in the Scottish League. We'll move quickly over that and then we can get into the the madness that's happening in the English Premier League at the moment Runer Huggy 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 from Bodo has signed for Hibs I think that was rumoured to be happening 
young guy, don't know much about him, but by all accounts, someone's obviously been watching Norwegian football at Hibs and went, we can pick up a couple of players from them. They seem decent. Yeah, it's interesting how they've uh, how they've gone down that road. It's a, it's a strange one, but, you know, could pay off. Who knows? Be interesting so, to see. We'll keep an eye on that one. Then ex-Rangers player uh, Jordan Jones, an Irish international who went to, I think he might have went, was it Middlesbrough he went to? He's came up the road again. He's now signed for St Mirren. Okay. That'll be an interesting one. He'll do a turn. He's, he's a decent player in the Scottish League. Just never worked for us. He came on, was getting looked like he was going to be a Rangers player, like a good player, and then came on against Celtic and tried to injure one of their players and injured himself and get red carded. So that seriously <laughs> set him back. And then COVID, he had a party. Ah, uh, right, it was that It was one. him him and Matt Edmondson, um, the centre-half who no longer do at Rangers either. And that just that was it. Get out of the club. Stupid. So he's at St Mirren, which is positive. And that's really, by all accounts, I've, I never got the chance to read the story because it only happened like half an hour ago. But there's a player that signed for, I'm going to pull it up, for Dundee United today, who in his interview, Dundee United, in his interview, what's his name? Tim Akinola from Arsenal. Um, they've signed him on loan from Arsenal to Michael. He admitted he thought he was signing for Dundee. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Why? Just don't say it. Did like? I don't know. Maybe I'm naive because I know that, and you know, I know that some people see football as a job, right? But if you're a young up and coming footballer, surely you know the majority of British clubs. You you'd think so, wouldn't you? And that's just such a stupid mistake to make. That's like she- signing for Sheffield Wednesday and expecting Sean Bean to be there waiting for you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there's a difference. You know that there's two clubs. Uh, Dundee and Dundee United, they're no wee teams. People know them. Some people might be stupid enough not not to know. But surely they've watched like Soccer Saturday. They might just think, you know... The same way we call Newcastle United Newcastle, people call Dundee United Dundee. Yeah, but there's no a Newcastle full stop. It's not a Newcastle football club. Who, I don't know. I'm just trying literally... to see things from the the stupid side of those oh, eyes. It's just it's just mental. You know that the grounds <laughs> every they used to do pre season a competition with the goalkeepers to see who could punt the ball into the opposition ground. That's how close they are. They're literally <laughs> on like they're, they're down the road from each other. Again, the, the the joys of Scottish football. Why have one team in a small city town when you can have two? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, very true. So that's us up to speed in the world of the Scottish football. And if any anything happens in the next hour or so while we're on here, we'll keep us updated on Scottish football. But so far that seems to be the major action. Now, Andy, let's move on to, let's go alphabetical. Arsenal, Obama Yang, Barcelona. Yeah, basically Arsenal managed to find the the one team sort of more stupid than them and offloaded their, their problem straight over the straight over the Mediterranean into into Spain. Uh we talked a few weeks ago, didn't we, about, you know, 
clearly there were some issues with Aubameyang. Uh, but why did Arsenal come and uh, yeah air the dirty laundry in public and you know really sort of hamper their chance of getting rid of the guy? But then this is where they were smarter than us. They forgot about Barcelona. I don't. It does, I, I don't get it. It's a signing that just to me. It's a ridiculous signing. There's no way trying, Xavi's signed him. They're trying to sign. They're trying to build this young dynamic team all around like unity and the Barca way and the the, the the training youth development ground and all that. And they bring in a guy who's basically been punted at the club for for being a troublemaker. Had we said before, he has a reputation now as someone who kind of pisses all over the place on stuff and doesn't really care. Why would you bring him in to that young... It's a young dressing room, by all yeah. accounts. And is he better than... Is he better than Dembele? Is he, is he better than what they've got kicking about the club just now? I don't know. This is the thing. It's, there doesn't seem to be a reason why it makes sense. Like from uh, like if he was, I don't know, ten years younger, you'd be thinking, all right, shirt sales, and you know he's like a he's a clothes horse, that kind of thing. But I just don't, I just don't see that angle on it either. Like I don't see the, you know, the financial or corporate angle. So I just, I yeah, I was scratching my head with that one. Like why have they done it? Um, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense, but. They've a history in the last couple of years of making some odd signings like that. So apparently it's also, I'm just finding this out from my, my Spanish pal, Mr. Balagay. It's a free transfer as well. So maybe it's something to do with the like the, the FPP or whatever that thing is and how they're juggling, you know, they're juggling their books and trying to like swap this and deal with that and it can write off this fee and stuff. But I just... It, you know what's going to happen? He's going to go for them. He's going to end up being like a mad gold machine for them. Well, considering like, we've just said it's a stupid signing, of course, that's what he's going to do. Yeah, of course. Uh, but I'm just, yeah. And it's again, it's Arsenal writing off a massive investment. And they've, they've got no one, they've not got anyone to bring in in that place. Unless, unless there's going to be a deal, but let announced out of nowhere. However, just can't see it. Yeah, um, I, I, I just don't feel like they're going to miss him. They obviously need to replace him, but I don't think they need to replace him until the summer. Although I've seen Arsenal fans today saying, you know, maybe not that unhappy about getting rid of the guy, but, um, you know, this is the closest they've been to, to a top four finish in a few years. Now's the time to invest in a striker. So I, I do understand that that side of it, but... I just think like now's the opportunity to back Lacazette, which they've not done for some time. They, he's always played second fiddle to Aubameyang, and he's without a doubt the better goal scorer of the two. You just play the guy. They, you know, they did it with Giroud. They let him go when they shouldn't have let him go, and they missed the goals. And they'll do the same with Lacazette in the summer. They've got to have some serious striker lined up for the summer if they're going to let Lacazette go and Aubameyang in January. Well, they they ended up missing out on that striker, didn't they, from Fiorentina, who we'd said yeah. he was going to go to Juventus, and he went to yeah. Juventus. Yeah, because they they because they probably there was probably an extra five million or something that they didn't want to put on top of the fifty million they'd already. Put I in. don't think he he as I think I said that a couple of weeks ago. He doesn't he didn't want to go to Arsenal by all accounts. Yeah. He wanted yeah, to go yeah. to Juventus. 
So we'll wait and see. We'll see how this pans out. But someone, someone's, <laughs> someone's bit, and it's been Barcelona. So really interesting. And the deal was before we were recording this, the deal was off. The deal had fallen yeah, it through. Yeah, was done based on wages, and now it's picked back up because Arsenal have apparently told them, like, we're not paying any of your wages. You sort this. You sort it out with Barcelona. Like he's literally moving on a free. Tra- it's not even a loan. It's a free transfer. So sort it out, and then we'll. We'll, we'll move on. So there's that. So that's Arsenal. Moving on to, let's go to Brentford. Signed Christian Eriksen, which... It was the first signing of the day that was announced and it got me very excited for the deadline day. Um, although it's, yeah, not quite sort of lived up to that level. But obviously everyone knows about the Christian Eriksen situation from the summer. But looking back a bit further, Christian Eriksen was one of the best creative midfielders in the world a couple of years ago and I don't think that's an overstatement he was phenomenal in those last few years at Spurs he was great at Spurs and then yeah he had the hard time when he first went to Inter but then they turned it around and yeah. he won he won the league yeah he's an, he's an outstanding player like the fact that people talked about it being a gamble it's not it's not a gamble like the you can't play football unless it's been cleared to play like I appreciate what happened to him in the summer was incredibly serious from a medical perspective but if he if there was any doubt that he was you know that that was going to happen again by him walking on the football pitch he would have retired simple as that uh and he hasn't so i i just i i don't see this as a gamble especially for brentford come on like i, I think it's an incredible signing and i think no they're buzzing about it for them it's a, it's, it's it's perfect they get superstar it, in the door he's yeah. got he's probably on a pay like a play pay kind of deal yep. where if anything happens um they can they can sort out but he's very um i know that the, the reason he had to leave italy was because of the pacemaker but look if, if there's the premier league teams i would say all of them especially brentford i would imagine from a sports science point of view will be doing a lot around the medical and analysing them oh, and seeing 100%. the rest. And they would have to have... All these... Every team has to get insurance. Every player's insured. So they would have had to have covered that. So it's interesting because I know that um, people have been asking, yeah, but why are Italy so strict and whatever and why are the other leagues not? Are the other leagues not being cautious enough? I'm assuming, again, assumption makes an ass out of you and me, but it's... He wouldn't have got signed off at all, and he would have been put. He would have been put through more vigorous training, like exactly. medical, than any other player. And the fact he was training at Ajax, Ajax would have had to have got insurance to allow him on the training ground because it's a workplace. Yep. So even though he was, he wasn't signing anything, he's still there liability if anything happens. Yeah, that's you know? exactly right. This is why I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. Like for. A, for a club like Brentford to be get to be able to go and pick him up is like think how think how much he raises the level on the training pitch for them. Forget about him playing the games, just having having that guy in, in the club. He'll fit their style of football really well oh, as definitely, well. Definitely, definitely. They'll be buzzing, and then obviously you've got big Tony. Tony, fucking fuck Brentford. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, he was getting ah oh, the things guys do when they're chatting up buds. Telling you. Just, <laughs> <laughs> bonkers 
if anyway, if no one's seen it, basically the striker Ivan Tony turned around and basically said, um, "Tony, sorry, Ivan Tony, isn't it?" Um, yeah. I'm getting mixed up with another player, Tony. Um, and basically on video is caught saying, like to Snapchat or some fuck Brentford, and he had to release a statement. It's quite quite funny. I'd, if I'm a Brentford fan, I'm looking at that and I know exactly what's going on. I'm not thinking he's betrayed my club. Like he's yeah. just try he's just trying it on and he's saying whatever she wants him to say. But she's stupid, but I don't think it's like <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a get him out of the club offence. Because he no, is pretty much not. he's a phenomenal player for them. So this is the thing, they want to stay in the Premier League. Like I'm trying to think if like, I'm trying to think if one of our players turned around and said like fuck Rangers or fuck um Southampton. On that kind of concept, I'd, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be like, oh, fuck, you stupid fuck, what are you doing? Yeah, that's probably the reaction. It wouldn't be, he's a disgrace to the club, let's get out. Unless, maybe Brentford's a very genteel club these days, is it not? West London. Oh, I don't know. Is it, that, I just saw when they built their new stadium and the fans... They're not, they're they're not quite Fulham. They're not quite Fulham, but they're, they're close enough. Yeah, they're probably, probably a nice club. Yeah, Michael Jackson never... Went down Brentford way, did he? Yeah. <laughs> no, he was firmly in Fulham. For just to be clear, I'm not making some pedophile reference. It's more relating to when Michael Jackson unveiled a statue of himself at Craven Cottage. Or did he unveil? Did they build it after he died? Sorry, but he was at the ground with Yuri Geller and Al Fayed. I can't remember. I feel like I'm merging flashbacks from about four different things now. But he, like, yes, there's a statue, and yes, he was definitely at the ground at some point. I, I just don't know if they were on separate occasions. We should maybe talk. Maybe we look that up for next week. Just like yeah. weird, weird statues <laughs> that, <laughs> that have no place in sport. My favorite one's the the one I saw in Philadelphia, the statue of Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Who's not a real thing? He's a <laughs> he's a fictional character at the bottom of the steps. It's at the bottom of the steps. You know, in Rocky when he runs oh, up the steps. Okay. Yeah. It's at the bottom of the steps. <laughs> cool. Work that out. Cool. Uh, so, <laughs> moving on from Brentford, we go to Burnley, and they they obviously were looking were in the market for a few players. I know a couple fell through, but the one that kind of came through is uh, Big Wig Vighorst. Is that his name? Vighorst. I think you yeah, it sounds like a pretty good pronunciation. The the striker from Wolfsburg. <laughs> yep, and so, he's a he's a big boy, six foot six. Yeah, six foot six. Perfect signing for Burnley. Looking at his record, and he has a he has a six foot six, flying header machine, by all accounts as well. When I was looking at his like highlight reel, and the the great piece of content that. Burnley put out around Jurassic Park. Yeah, hats off to the social media team for that one. That was that, uh, was, that was a good one, and even got good. me like kind of do a weird roar to the camera from a T Rex. I wonder if he even knew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely look it up on the Twitter. Really, really good. Uh, but I do know that a couple of years ago, I think it was late twenty twenty, he was part of that great German outbreak of uh, not. Not anti-vaxxers as such, just uh, vac- vaccine curious. Let's call them. Vaccine curious. I, I couldn't. I couldn't find anything that says that he never got it, and I couldn't find anything 
after his apology at that point when he came out and did a bit of an Instagram story rant about how oh, why if a vaccine's so good, why are they forcing you to have it? Blah blah. All the usual shite that everybody it's, it's like. rubbish. Yeah. I don't need a vaccine because I have that immune system. Yes, mate. So do people who get Ebola. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just bonkers. However, good signing. What do you think? Do you know? I don't imagine you would have seen much of him. I, I don't know a great deal about the guy, but um, I had a little read up on him earlier. And I mean, his record's pretty impressive uh, in, in two leagues as well. And I know we've always got to be slightly cautious of uh, looking too much into guys that have scored goals in, in the Dutch league because they famously come over here and absolutely flop. But um, yeah, he's done it in the German league as well. Good record. And yeah, I think I think he's, he's the right sort of signing for, for Burnley in that it obviously gives him that big, strong option up top. But Burnley do like to sort of get the ball down and work it into the strikers as well. So he's going to need to be, you know, sort of good with his feet, quick, quick when he gets the ball was in quick on the turn um i've just read a lot about his headers um so yeah it'd yeah. be, be interesting to see what he's like i think for the money yeah, what was yeah it, 12 yeah. million yeah burnley of when i watch 25 million in for the 30 year old kiwi striker and bring in this lad who scored international goals scored at the euros like yeah i think it's very very good yeah, it's fair enough. I I think Burnley fans will be slightly concerned though that they probably need more investment than just that striker. Well, they've they lost tried, a didn't proven they? striker, and they've lost him for twenty five million. They've spent half of that, and are they going to invest the other half of it? I doubt it. I do know they had a few. There were a few signings were trying to get midfielders, and they fell through. Mm. Um, and then this one came in, so. I'm just refreshing to check see if there's anything. Oh, breaking news in the alphabet skills. Arsenal have made a signing. They have signed Austin Trusty from MLS side Colorado Rapids. However, he will stay there until May and then he'll be loaned out next season. So well done, Arsenal. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> one for the future. Which takes us right on very nicely to Brighton. And... I should have went to Brighton after Brentford, really. I yeah, I was going to question your um, your alphabetical approach because we've yeah. not touched Aston Villa yet either. Nah, but there's just some teams <laughs> you just don't think about. Um, <laughs> Brighton have done what Brighton love to do. Brighton have spent money and signed Dennis Undav. And then they've no signed him. They've done the usual where he they pay all the money for him and then they just send him back. They absolutely love to do that with players. They've done it with so many players, haven't they? And I'm just like, like if you're a if you're a Brighton fan, surely you're kind of pulling pulling your hair out, going like, we want to freshen up the squad, we want fresh blood in. Oh ah, yeah, we've signed a player. No, we've no. Like it just it just seems very, very strange. And it was for like six million. Um he's coming from Belgium. By all accounts seems to be highly rated. But they've just basically signed him and then sent him back till the end of the season. Has he has he not come from um, the team that's currently top of the Belgian league as well? I think maybe that's why they've sort of taken him back. They've came from Royal Union Saint Gilloise. 
Maybe yeah. you can say that on purpose in case that's another one of these. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're top of the league and yeah, I'm they are. fairly certain they're not a team that's won it any time recently. I mean, my knowledge of the, well, he's the German, Belgian league's not strong. And in 52 games, he's got 35 goals and 18 assists, which is pretty good going. That's, that's um, right, isn't it? And they also have two players currently on loan at the same club. They have Kozlowski, an 18-year-old Polish international who was signed earlier in the window, and they also have Japan international Kaoru Mitoma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a connection between the, the clubs, isn't there? Um, yeah. The owner of, um, um, of Royal Union is uh, Tony Bloom, who was like chairman or CEO or something of Brighton. So there's clearly a yeah, connection of some sort there. Um, yeah, hence probably why they've been able to make that signing as well, because from what I understand, there was a couple of other clubs having a sniff around for him. Right. I'll listen to you now. We'll go to Aston Villa. Fine. <laughs> I, Aston Villa is an interesting one. I think uh, up there with Newcastle, they've probably had the best window of, of all the Premier League teams. Um, I, I don't... Think they've brought in anyone today from what I've seen, but no, they have they have sent someone out to Newcastle, Matt Target on loan. Yeah, which is it's probably a good move for everyone involved, actually, because they've obviously brought in Luca Dean, who's clearly gonna start every game that he's fit and available for, which means Target's gonna yeah, be sort of a, a cut player. Well, I did um, see I saw this morning that apparently they were back in for Hickey. Which doesn't seem to me seems a bit strange that they would do that with what they've signed already because he's left back. Yeah. Can Hickey play both sides? I don't know. I wouldn't imagine mm. so. There's probably nothing short of a rumour than that one because, like, why would it doesn't make any sense? Yeah. Unless they're planning to sell Luca Dean for his actual value in the summer. Stranger things. Stranger yeah, things have happened. It's a weird one. But yeah, tar Target going out alone is smart. Like he's a guy that just wants to play games. Like he came through our academy at Southampton. Uh, he broke into the first team. He was sort of there or thereabouts. He had a few good runs in the team. He always seemed to be behind someone else. Uh, in the end, he just couldn't get ahead of, of Ryan Bertrand. And, you know, he I think he wanted to stay with Saints, but Aston Villa came in, offered, I can't remember what it was now. I think we sold him for about 15 million, which was incredible. We couldn't believe it at the time. These. He, I think he's turned into a pretty decent Premier League fullback. Um, he's not fantastic going forward. He can cross the ball nicely. That'll be, that'll he doesn't be really main, beat a player. That's why they've shipped him out. He's a good defender. They, they exactly. It doesn't work the Gerald style. Yeah. It doesn't work there. There's a, I've got a, there's a tweet here from Aston Villa Stato two hours ago saying, of the 11 that started the championship playoff three years ago, only John McGinn and Tyrone Mings remain at Villa. Shows you the gulf between the Premier League and the Championship. Yeah, and but also just how much, how much the squads kind of ebbed and flowed because Grealish, obviously, yep, a lot was focused around him. They were trying to build around him, then he's went out. As we said before in other pods, they spent a lot of the money on a kind of scattergun approach, and then they've spent a lot. They've spent a lot of money, really, when you take into account wages and stuff. Bringing in Ger bringing in Gerard and that we I think we get like six six million compensation yeah. package for that. Um 
and yeah, they've, they've flashed the cash. So it's actually a really good point because they they probably are in a position, despite you know they have got plenty of plenty of cash behind them, but they're going to have to balance the books. So they probably do need to get rid of a couple of players, and yeah. obviously like a loan out for for Target. He's not going to be their biggest earner, but you get out a couple like those. You know, Al Ghazi's gone to Everton, bizarre signing. Um, but yeah, they they're probably just balancing the books as as much as anything else. The only other one that they've been linked with today, which could still happen, is Basuma, because they've been linked to him a lot. Yeah, they've they've been linked with him loads over over the last month and and sort of before the window as well. But I think Basuma is one of those that's been linked with you know just about every club in the top half of the league. Yeah, he's a good player, and they're also keeping, but they're keeping Douglas Louise as well. Yeah, they turned down thirty million, I think, from an unnamed club. Um, was it a day or two ago? And there was, you know, people questioning. Well, if forty came in, forty-five, would they would they bite? Like, well, maybe. It's, yeah, I think if you're a Villa fan, you'd be happy. I'm just hoping that by end of play today, that we haven't lost any players to Villa. That's my one. That's my one thing. Um, that that might be a reason why we're bringing in someone like Ramsey <laughs> yeah. to kind of balance the, oh my God, they've just taken Joe Rebo away from us, which should be devastating. Or Kamara, to be honest. Either of yeah. them would be devastating. Um, I was hoping Like I mentioned in. last week, I I, I I sort of curious as to whether there's a, a mention of Gerard's contract. Yeah. yeah. About not doing it. But we'll wait and see. As I said, I think there's two and a half hours left in England. And there's three and a half hours left in Scotland before deadline shuts. Scotland gets why? Why is that? Like, why? Why is the extra hour? I've always wondered that. Because we're further away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It takes longer to send pigeons. They don't have fax machines. Remember in Scotland. Um, but moving swiftly on from Villa, Everton. We did mention them. They obviously announced Lampard today. Yeah, signed a new manager. Big Biggie. Uh, we discussed this the other day, and it was down to the three. It was Ferguson, Lampard, and Pereira. I, oh, I just... Very strange one for me. And they're talking as if he's like a young, up-and-coming manager. I think, is Lampard not like 46, 47? Um, he's, nah, he's, he's about the same age as Gerard, isn't he? Is he? How, well, how old is I Gerard? I thought he was like 42, maybe. Because we're, we're not getting any any younger. <laughs> um, oh, he's forty-three. Yes, he forty-three. Oh, Fair enough. Um, he's brought in his backroom staff. He's asked, apparently, asked Duncan Ferguson to stay on. Who's agreed? Brought in Paul Clement. I think he's brought in another couple of Chelsea people that have left Chelsea. Yep. To go to him. Um, we'll see. Is my thing. I think this. I think if anything, this is a, this is. A, I don't want to say his last chance, but. Oh, I, I said this to someone yesterday. It feels like it could be his last Premier League chance if it doesn't go well. If it goes well, a couple of years, he could get another Premier League job for sure. Because he, um, it's when you look at the achievements, you're like, oh, achieved then. So, yeah. Gerard, I know people say, oh, well, Gerard's done that in the Premier League. Gerard went to a really, really, really shit gig <laughs> when he came to us and he achieved like the unachievable. He turned that around with not not much money on the table, style of football, committed to it, went unbeaten in the league. Do you know what I mean? Like, so he achieved something to then be able to go into the villa job, 
and now he needs to do what he needs to do because um, they've backed him. Whereas I think Lampard's going into an absolute like it, Villa wasn't. We were saying Villa wasn't in a bad state. No, they just they sort of got to the point where Dean Smith just didn't really have many cards left to play. He'd done a good job there, but it was probably about the right time for him to move on. Um, and yeah, Gerard was. I think that's why he went. Was he was just walking into pretty, pretty nice setup, decent amount of cash. And he'd obviously been told, "Look, there's a pot for you." Yeah, exactly. They weren't yeah. wrong either. <laughs> and it's what it's worked for Villa. I think if you're a Villa fan, there'll be an acknowledgement and acceptance that some of the players that Villa have signed is because of Steven Gerrard. Yeah, without it's not doubt. because of Aston Villa. So, yeah, they've they've been good. But anyway, back to Everton. They have signed. Uh, Van der Beek. Yep. Which are very, I think, great. If you're an event, that's a great signing. It's a great signing. If, if you're going to be playing, passing, attacking football, and they're going to sign Deli Ali, who's renowned for his work rate up front. Um, <laughs> so I'm really intrigued to see is Frank Lampard coming in and playing football manager? Or is Did Frank, Frank Lampard... Lampard really make either of those signings is what I would question. They've suggested that Deli Ali was his number one choice. Was he? I don't know. Maybe he was. Why Why would Deli Ali be your number one choice to rescue a team that's battling relegation? Yeah. It, it's, it's a strange one. Surely your number one choice would be like, you would you work from the back, goalkeeper, fine, centre-half pairing. What have we got? Right, I'm going to bring a centre-half in I can trust. Mm. Right. Midfield, defensive midfield. Who have we got? Like you, you, you work through the team. You don't start and go. Who's going to sit in the number ten behind the strikers? Yeah, especially when I think the service into their strikers and Everton fans might hate me for saying this. I, I think their service into the strikers is decent. Obviously, they've lost Luca Dean, but like that, that's a different sort of service. I don't think that's where their problem is. Um, they have a a whole host of other problems, but I don't think it's that. So yeah, I, I think it's like they're they're signings to please the fans, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, definitely. And if you're a fan, if you're a young fan, it's exciting, right? And it's I just it, it's it's strange that I think it's quite strange that Vanderbeek in particular went to Everton and not Palace. Cause I honestly think having watched enough of Palace now, like highlights and the way they're playing and like Look at Conor Gallagher, people like that. Yeah. He would fit that. I think they have a very... Yeah, that's a really good point. They have a... I think Palace play a style of football that's n- maybe no too dissimilar to how Ajax were playing in the Champions League that season. They went on the mm. run. Like, up against bigger teams, but committed to a certain style of football, pass, move, attacking midfielders into the box. But for whatever reasons, he chose. he's chosen to go to Everton. I saw an interesting comment about Van der Beek earlier today when when this was sort of all unfolding, and it was it was someone saying, "Look, rather than rather than oh, you know, Van der Beek can't get a break. Van der Beek, you know, could could walk in the many other teams. Why can't he get a game at Man United? Maybe the maybe the bigger question is what has happened to all of these." young Ajax players that came through at the same time in the same team. If you look outside of just Van der Beek, you've got De Ligt who went to Juventus and has done nothing to suggest that he's a £70 million centre-back. You've got... Um, oh, this is where the names fall out of my head. There was two others that came to mind. 
you have the, the who's the Chelsea? Oh, Zayic. Yep. Scored, um, a, scored a wonderful goal. Yeah, he, he did, but he's. I know he's been a bit injured, but you know, he hasn't really like lived up to expectation at all uh, since moving to Chelsea. And um, the the one of the four that you could say has probably done the best is uh, De Jong at, at Barcelona, but he's been very hit and miss. He's not really like set the world light. And, you know, all of these guys are expected to be like, the next big thing. And currently none of them are. Maybe it was just they were fantastic playing together in a team, come through the system together, you know, and, maybe it was and just kind wrong. of that's it. But maybe it was just a case of the, the winner out of it all was the agents. Yeah, and put, exactly. Put, and put them in, put them at teams that really weren't the right teams. To Possibly. Possibly, and look, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that these guys aren't talented players. I'm not saying that they're not going to have good careers. I'm just saying maybe, maybe, maybe this one guy with his opinion on Twitter or wherever I read it is, is sort of onto something there. And actually, you know, these guys maybe aren't the sort of like world class talents that, that we were led to believe. They were just an unbelievable team. It happens. Like it, it does. It happen. happens. Um, it'd be interesting to see though. I think everyone's kind of looking forward to seeing. Van der Beek actually play because everyone's got an opinion on him. I, you know, unless you've watched Ajax, no, no, no Premier League fans have really seen much of him. So it's going to be interesting. He's going to he's going to get game time at Everton. You would think. Um, if not, then it kind of does go some way to sort of backing what I've just said. You know, Man United have had what three managers now that that haven't wanted to play him. It's it, he's going to be hoping he gets a game under under Frank. Yeah, he's he's a myth now, isn't he? He's a legend. It it really is. It's uh, it's kind of strange, but yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how that goes. The Deli Ali one, I I can't put my finger on what it is with Deli Ali. No, it's often reported that he's you know he's problematic. He's got an attitude, all of this sort of thing. It is he? I I don't know. Like like I because I find myself saying it to, to people as well, but I don't know. I think, yes, when he was younger, there were sort of things said about him. He's clearly done a few stupid things on social media or that have ended up on social media. Most footballers have. He's just one of the unfortunate ones, probably that's been caught a bit more often. Um, on his day, like, he was a fantastic player. You think, like, three or four years ago in that in that Tottenham team. His record now, even though he's barely played in the last two years, he's got about 70 goals in, like, 250 games for them. Well, there was that time that... Um, with the... Amazon documentary, wasn't it? Mourinho. Mourinho rated him and he said that Ferguson had told him, like, Deli Ali is a Man United player, like, in terms of the stature of how he saw him. Mm. And he had it all at his feet. And, like you said, something in his head went, there's something no right because the amount of managers that he's been through now, because Spurs have churned yeah. through the managers, and none of them have managed to crack it. And of course, Lampard's like, I'm the one that can do it. I'll, yeah. I'll bring, I'll, I'll rebuild him. I'll make him stronger. Maybe if it works, great. Like on his day, he's a phenomenal football player. But when was that yeah. day? When was the last time that day was there? It's been a good two years or so. But I mean, Mourinho, you know, Mourinho said that he was a a good player, but Mourinho tore him apart as well. Like Mourinho always does this, goes for players publicly. And he, Ali was one of those that he sort of really laid into. Um, and he just he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that reacts too well to that. Same as Luke Shaw at Man United. 
Um, so Ali, I, th- I think his time at Spurs was up. Um, there was obviously a lot of rumored clubs to be to be in for him. We were being heavily linked with him, which I could just never see happening. Um, of course, like you know, a handful of our fans have gone into meltdown on Twitter now. Like, why couldn't we get him? They're saying a hundred k a week is is too much. That's how much Ward Prowse gets paid. Yeah, that is how much Ward Prowse gets paid. He's our bloody captain. Like, you can't just have this guy come out of nowhere and completely upset the the the, the pay structure of the club. No, come on. It's just what I'm it doesn't make any Ramsey, sense. You don't. Like, you can't. You can't do it because it. No, you've got to look at the sum of all parts. Just because yeah. someone's really like a world superstar, you know what I mean? No, it doesn't fit. Why? 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 Why toss that grenade into the dressing room? Yeah, pe- people are just. I think they just they see the maths and they're like, oh, we can afford it because we have another hundred thousand pound a week player. But yes, he's a hundred thousand pound a week because we had to almost double his wages to keep him from going to Villa in the summer. Plus, he's our captain. If he performs, we perform. Like he's so vital to our success. That's why he's paid that kind of money. Not just because he's a big name and we wanted to do a gesture or you know. Or we have that kind of money to throw around. It's not the case at all. So, yeah, the, the, the handful of Saints fans are having a meltdown on Twitter about it. I just I can't understand their stance. He wouldn't have fit in our team anyway. Like, yes, I'm sure in training and stuff he would have raised the level of of, of a lot of the players. But if any of the rumor around you know sort of attitude and stuff is is true, we've got a very young squad, and you wouldn't want to have that in and around the team. So. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe we lost out on something good, but we'll never know. And I, I'm not too bothered anyway. So yeah, he's linked with a lot of clubs, Deli Ali. Everton probably about the right one to go to. We'll see. Do we do we want to continue alphabetical, or shall I just jump to where he's leaving? Because there's been a lot of. Let's go Spurs. Let's just talk about Spurs. Yeah, I mean, you sort of fucked up the whole alphabetical thing uh, anyway. So yeah, it's... I tried, mate. I tried. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you do it next time. You 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 sit and try and write it. It's not in any alphabetical order. I started and then I just Rangers were first. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be in top of the table. Um, so Spurs have managed to ship out a lot. Um, Ali's obviously it looks like he's going somewhere though. It has been in the last hour or so. Apparently Newcastle try to hijack it. He's not. Oh. He's had a medical and he's not signed anything yet. So that'll be an interesting one. Um, Lo Celso out the door on loan. Dumbelli at the door. Is it Dumbelli or in Dumbelli? It's Dumbelli. In Dumbelli, yeah. In Dumbelli. Um, I wasn't sure if the end was silent. And who else? Jesus. Jesus Gil. Gil. Striker. He's went out the door. Like, who on earth is that? I don't know. Um, they have Brian Gill. Brian Gill, that's it. Why am I calling him Jesus? Yeah, because he's went to Spain. Jesus and Brian, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit confused there. Same, 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 same. <laughs> Brian died. Brian died for all our sins. <laughs> um, people listening to this are like, "Why the fuck am I listening to this?" Yeah, what's happening? The, the deep football and knowledge. I've got fucking. You should see the, any listeners. I have a separate screen opened with like the Guardian. Athletic, Sky Sports News, live, everything. I've got everything at my fingertips. Jesus. Jesus so, Gil. Jesus Gil. <laughs> um, so they've got the aim out. That, that kind of frees up some money. And then they did what I thought they would do. 
I think we discussed this as well. Of they went back and raided Italy and they went to Juventus. Yep. And they got two cracking players. Bentacur, who I know because I signed him in FIFA a while ago. I had one of his special cards. That's how I know cards these days. Um, I think, is he, Bo- is he Bosnian? God. Uh, maybe, yeah, I'm not too sure. Let's see, where's he from? Uh, no, Uruguay. <laughs> Close. Similar, yeah. <laughs> similar flag colours? Uruguay flags? Nope. No, what colours is Uruguay's flag? Uh, the same colours as Argentina's, just a different yeah, yeah. shape. I think Bosnia's is a bit more darker blue, isn't it's it? Sort of a range blue and yellow. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing fucking great right now, aren't I? Yeah, carry um, on. What else has happened today? And then we also have Kulis. <laughs> oh, God. Kulusevki. Kuluski. Kivaleski. Swedish international. He's a Swedish international midfielder. Um, the deals alone, so Bentecum was permanently on a transfer four and a half year contract uh, for 21 million and the winger is Kolovsky says winger here instead of midfielder but um, 18 month loan deal costing 8.3 million I would assume with an option to buy yeah there's an option to buy on that one and there's it, a reasonable kind of loan fee I guess for, for what people trade on nowadays but yeah they it could be good signings I, I don't I just never know with Tottenham anymore um you talked about like the players they've shipped out. Like top, I feel like every season in the summer, Tottenham talk, Tottenham fans talk about yeah, we we need an overhaul. We need to ship some players out, and they often do. And then they just bring in a load more that they have to ship out a couple of years later. All at names the same you've level. Just mentioned, but yeah. all at the same level. Yeah, yeah. It, and then and, they go, and they've been doing they it at that level. Work. They've been doing it at that level since the bail money came in, and it's just been. Rolling over and over and over. The the only one of those players that will be back and potentially has a career at Tottenham is is Gill. But I mean, he's what was he eighteen, nineteen? They signed him in the summer. Um, he's played. I think I read he's played eighty four minutes in the Premier League this season. They signed him for a reasonable amount of money. Um, so they've obviously sent him out to get some first team football in Spain. But th- there's like there's a potential future for him. Whereas. These these other guys, they and I might have this wrong, but I think like Undumbele and Bergwin, who's not leaving, and Lacelso, didn't didn't they all sign in the same window or at least in the same year? Yeah, and they just I remember looking at all of them and thinking they just none of them felt like the right kind of players that Spurs should be signing. But they, that's it. Just seems to be that's the level they they always sign. And it's not even like the same yeah. potential because sometimes potential is cheap. It's like they yeah, sign, these are all reasonable money. They they sign them for like twenty odd million a pop, and it's like if you just why do like well Nunda Valley was like what 60, 50, 60 million, amount, yeah, and now he's went back to Leon on loan, and it's and there's an option to buy in that one as well. They're laughing. You'd imagine yeah. it'll be less than half. The no, price. apparently the apparently the option's like huge uh, amount of money. Okay. They're not paying that. The hell they're like, no, we'll just we'll just do that now. So I don't know. If you're a sports fan, you're probably happy that some of them have went out. You're probably happy these two have came in. Doesn't answer the striker problem. Now they obviously tried to get a striker, um, Lewis Diaz, and he went, Well, Liverpool want me, I'll just go there. So spoiler alert, guys, that's who Liverpool signed. Um and Luis Diaz is a very good player. He will be a very good player on that Liverpool side, but he 
again, he feels like he would be that type of player Spurs sign. I was yeah, like, it's a striker, you, it, but it's and when you potential the, and it's compare the two options or the two opportunities, and it, he'll be given some time to settle in that Liverpool squad. There are yeah. so many other players around him that will like do look what at he does Jota? and bring him in. Look at the Jota. Yeah, exactly. Imagine if Jota had gone to Spurs. He probably yeah, wouldn't have scored was... many goals in his first 10 games. The pressure's on. All of a sudden, there's a problem. And he's one of the ones we're sat here talking about now who's on his way out to, like, I don't know, Valencia or something. Um, so, yeah, it's so, sometimes it's the, the club and not the player. It's the situation rather than is the player good enough or not. Because, yeah, you, you can see why, why he's chosen Liverpool over Spurs in that respect. And then where did... I Adam Atrori, he he went to Barcelona, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah another yeah. another bonkers Barca sign. It kind of it happened, but I wasn't sure if it actually got over the line. But that again, that was someone Spurs were linked with. And yeah. it's it's this, <laughs> it's this mid-tier type of player, and you just wonder, right? Okay, they're still not resolved the main issue, which is like if no Harry Kane equals <laughs> like. Midfielders up front. Like, yeah, I mean they they they're a step away from that, aren't they? So it, it seems very strange that they've not strengthened there. Now I'm conscious of time because we've still got quite a few to cover, but don't worry, guys, we'll keep it. We're, we're keeping it live. Any breaking news that comes in, we'll let you know. One of which is Oh Boy Boy Hodgson is looking to sign Dean Henderson. Yeah, it's an interesting one, that, isn't it? Um, Watford have sort of rotated their keepers a bit this season, not really settling on on who's going to make the least mistakes. Um, so, yeah, I think Henderson loan signing, like, why not? Um, it would mean they've signed six players in the Jan window, and I've actually heard of one of them, so that would be nice. Um, but, yeah, I, Henderson's a strange one. I think we talked about him a few weeks ago as a potential for Southampton um, I think come the summer if he's available we'll, we'll definitely have a look at him but it just it's mad that he's sat on the bench at a Premier League club and De Gea has been incredible for them this season they'd, they'd probably be 10 points worse off this without season. him yeah, so this season. you can understand why Henderson's not playing but it's but then this, he had it's that, this he Man had United that syndrome isn't it he had that spell last season De Gea didn't he where he was terrible and even then, Henderson wasn't getting a sniff. Yeah, that's that's true. I I think De Gea has been an easy target for a lot of people, though, over the last few years. And Man United just, yeah, we've mentioned this a couple of times, but they just they just seem to sort of ostracise players without sort of properly ostracising them, except for Van der Beek, who clearly like something's happened there. But you know what. Why? Why? Why is Lingard still there? We talked about this a number of times, and even now he's like they're they're still pricing themselves out of it. And, and you can kind of understand it now in a way because uh, what what benefit do they have for loaning the guy out for six months when he's going to go for free in the summer anyway? They might as well keep him there in case they need him. A few but have you seen? Have you seen this that they're saying? Um, they what they asked was Newcastle came in and said, "Right, we'll cover this entire salary and we'll pay you a fee." Mm. Right. And Man United came back and said, "We also want twelve survival million. Pound. We want a twelve million pound bonus if you stay up." 
Yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous. No, no wonder they went shove it because he's out of contract then the season. So in effect, you're getting a twelve million pound transfer fee on top alone if they stay up. There's no like, there's no value in that. But apparently, no, they just went, think we'll have him in the summer. They've now, they've nothing. now, they've now came back in, and according to Sky Sports, Man United aren't responding. I've just went no, you're not going anywhere. So Lingard, it seems, is just going to sit in the squad for for the next six months, which to me just doesn't. That's not positive. You're going to have a very unhappy player who's quite an influential player. And at the moment, mm. that dressing room, I bet you, is a fucking nightmare after what oh, Greenwood's done. Oh, cauldron. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's going to be a lot of, I don't know, a lot of reflecting. And there's going to be a lot of, like, morale chat and, and try to do it. Because, obviously, I would imagine Greenwood be, would have been a fairly popular young player in the dressing room. I would imagine. I don't know. By all accounts, he sounds like an absolute prick. So you don't know that, but Lingard is part of that again because he's what? How old is Lingard? 28, 29? 27, 28. 27. Yeah. Been there his entire career. So he's going to be a core part of that dressing room as well. And what? He's basically being told by the club, you're not going anywhere, but we're not going to play you either. His pals aren't going to like that. It just creates an atmosphere of like, and I think that's what ended up happening with Spurs, wasn't it? Under Mourinho. Where players were coming in unhappy, you had like a bad example, but like Danny Rose and people like that coming in, mm. and then saying to their, their pals on the team, "Oh, I can't believe he's not doing this, or I'm not playing that." It just fosters an, and we've been in work environments where that happens as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, luckily, ours aren't put into Amazon documentaries, but um, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think the the, the Man United dressing room's been. Uh, uh, probably a disaster for the for the last couple of years and obviously it's intensified for a number of reasons uh this season certainly the situation that you know that's arisen in the last couple of days isn't going to help that at all um but yeah it's i i just i can't imagine even for the players that are sort of enjoying themselves at that club that it's a particularly nice place to sort of be in and around right now um you know talking to clubs that need a complete overhaul there's one um there's so many so many players that, that sort of need to move on even even good players at that club that need to move on um i've just sent yandy to interrupt that some breaking news a photo just in that i've received of aaron ramsey outside <laughs> ibrook stadium walking inside i'm pretty sure that's not a photoshop judging by the guy in the background with the red face um what about but... the guy stood next to him with a mask around his chin that's, that's good conduct though. that keeps it warm in Scotland at this time oh, of year. Okay. he's outside Smart isn't move. he chin strap um, <laughs> I actually I just I read something there and I thought it said complete his dream move to Rangers FC and I was like yes that is his dream it's all the fans dream move for sure I don't know if it was his oh it's what he's always he's, he's always wanted to play for Glasgow Rangers oh that goes with it saying yeah you can tell oh well, that, that explains everything um, so we've covered Man United we touched on quickly Greenwood. That's all. I'm, I'm not going to delve in that any further. No, no, no. Doesn't need, doesn't need one any more chat. Who else we got? We got Newcastle. Now, Newcastle obviously spent big on Chris Wood. They've also went for Trippier. Um, and then they've signed the third signing under Eddie Howe is Bruno Hemerez? Gimerez? Hemerez? Brazilian? Yeah, that's going to be close to the pronunciation. So they did, they did what we said they would do. And they would sign a Brazilian. 
They yeah. were desperate for any Brazilian, weren't they? In Tyneside. But by all accounts, it sounds like they've probably signed about the best one they could have signed and the most sensible one they could have signed. Um, I had I had to read up quite a lot about him. I didn't know much about him. Um, by all accounts, he is a brick wall that you just place in front of your defence and nothing gets through, which is actually a really sensible move considering they've they've not been able to bring in a top quality centre back uh, in the window. Yep. What's the next best thing is protect the shit centre backs that you've you've currently got. Um, because at the moment they've got no protection sat there whatsoever. So I think it's probably a really, really smart move. And it, to be honest, I think I think the majority of what new cars have done in this window is really smart. Of course, there would have been the temptation to go out and buy, you know, flair players and glamour players and yeah, Brazilians and, you know, and, and sort of wow the fans. But Eddie Howe's a smart guy He's signing players that are going to keep them in the league. And, and you know, some of those players will be able to stay around for a couple of years as, as they look to build on that as well. Um, they obviously still have to stay in the league, but I think in what the, the way they've approached the window, they've given themselves probably the best chance they could have done. It's, it, it's If you're a Newcastle fan, I imagine you're kind of pulling your hair out a bit because you, you had these, these grand visions of this flock of players coming in. Um, do we... Would you say they brought in three players, right? They're obviously trying to get out here, apparently. I'm sure someone else will pop up. Is it going to be enough to keep them up? I I think so. I think Wilson back to fitness and then some maximum... Those guys create their own chances or just create each other's chances. And it's not even been that much of an issue for them uh, on, on that side of things. Uh, they've obviously got Trippier now who can put the ball in a box for, for Wilson or for Wood. They've got Wood who can chip in with more goals. And, you know, even if he's not starting games, he can come off the bench with 20 to go, change the shape, put the ball into him up top. They've got an extra dynamic to score goals. So you think they should score a few more. And then, yeah, they've they've definitely sort of moved to shore things up defensively. Brought in, yeah, Trippier, fantastic right back. Matt Target, very, very good left back. Um, this this Brazilian brick wall who's going to sit in front of the back four and probably the weirdest one for me it looks like they're bringing in Dan Byrne from Brighton from Brighton yeah they've been trying for him haven't they it's going to happen I think um, I think it's uh, dotting the I I's and crossing the I T's know, as they say I know they've been looking at him right which seems, it seems a bit odd again like is he going to be a, is he a player that's going to come in and impact that defence for them is he going to shore it up? Obviously, Eddie Howe's done his homework and thinks yes. But then, with Basuma at Brighton, and that um, the the Athletic were reporting as well, but you'd say that about um, Brighton had knocked back a massive thirty-five million pound bid today from a Premier League rival. Maybe, maybe it was Newcastle. Maybe they're trying to double up and go right. We'll sign this guy if you give us this guy. Mm. Take a bit of the pressure off. Do you, do you know what I, mean? I wonder? I'm purely speculation. Um, yeah, possibly. And then they would have a new mid. They would have a new central midfield field pairing, wouldn't they? They would have Basuma and Grimmer, however we pronounce his name. 
Hemmer, yeah. Hemmerez, or whatever. Um, the, but this is where they've got to be careful. They have to gel these players now, not just on the pitch, but in the dressing room as well. Um, so, yeah, it's be interesting to see how they do that. I, Dan Byrne, I think, is an odd one because he's just not an obvious name that stands out as someone they would go for. Um, he's Newcastle born and bred, which then starts to make a little more sense. Um, getting a bit of pride back in the shirt. Like I think the Geordies that have played for Newcastle, the, the, the pride always shines through. And you you definitely get that that extra 10, 20%, whatever out of out of out of him for that. Um he's had a really good season at Brighton. Um like Potter's definitely got the best out of him. But before this season, I don't know, he's he's felt like sort of a utility defender. He's he's played quite well at full back, which is strange for a guy that's six foot seven. Um, he's slotted in at centre back when they've needed to. Uh, yeah, I, for me, he's just a he's sort of like a, a decent kind of jack of all trades, like lower Premier League level. Uh, I, he he is better than what they've got though, so he's you've got good, to say that he's the sort of player you would expect him to sign during the preseason as like building out the squad. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's not the sort of player you imagine them in this current situation that they're in, fighting for survival, pretty much an unlimited pot of cash. If you told me to name 20 Premier League defenders they that they might sign, like he wouldn't have been one of the 20 I named. I'd, I'm not saying he's a bad signing. It just it sort of took me, it just took me kind of off guard a little bit. Kind of came out of nowhere. I think it's just a bit of a bit of an odd one, but I, you know, it might turn out to be a good one as well. And like I said, it's probably better than what they've got at the back anyway. Um, so that's that's three three defenders signed if that one goes through, which it looks it looks like it probably will do. And defensive midfielder, and then he's got a striker up top. He's probably got just about everything that he sort of needs and and wanted. I think from this window. What about to find out how good Eddie Howe is as a coach then? Yeah, this is mass- this is massive for Eddie Howe. Absolutely massive. Because a lot of Newcastle fans have sort of been reading comments from the last few days are saying, well, you know, Steve Bruce had a shocking season up to the point he was sacked. Eddie Howe's come in and with 10 games hasn't really done much better. That's a fair point. Um, but now Eddie Howe's got 100 million quid to spend himself out of trouble which is true, but then the points that we've just talked about, I think, yeah, all right, you can spend all the money, but you still got to make it work. You buy whoever you want. Like if they went and signed Kylian Mbappe, which they obviously weren't going to, but if they did, they wouldn't necessarily solve their problems. You still just have hit, to coach hit, that team. Hit, hit the ball, hit the ball long. <laughs> yeah. Soak up all the pressure, hit the ball long. <laughs> like... I mean, that would have been the game plan, yeah. That would literally have been it. Um, I'm pretty sure that was Steve Bruce's game plan, was it not? Like, <laughs> hit the ball long, hope St. Maxim did something with it. Pretty much. It's just, it's quite funny though, isn't it? Because like, obviously we said this the last couple of weeks and this is why we're doing a transfer special because it's very much nothing happens until today, it feels like. Not a lot happens. And yeah, I'd say more so this this time though. There's been like a few decent signings in the first three weeks. Yeah, but not like... The rest of football, like European football, very quiet. Mm, really, that's like, true. There's not, there's not a lot. Yeah, Barcelona, but Barcelona are an absolute shit show. Um, P- 
ESG, they were linked with um, Dumbelli today. That fell through. It seems that they're going to come and get him in the summer. And that he'll just slot into where um, Mbappe's leave, going to leave his hole when he goes to Real Madrid. Mm. Apparently today it felt they felt that they had to, the press had to kind of put it that apparently he's very close to agreeing a deal with shock horror Real Madrid. It's like, no shit. Like, he's not going to go anywhere else. Um, Germany seems to have been quite quiet amongst the big teams. Well, Munich. They're probably just waiting until the end of the season to see who's closest to them and who were their best players. And then they just sign those guys, don't they? Yeah, exactly. And they're probably scouting around to see who the long-term replacement for Lewandowski is. Um, yeah, they never need to do too much in January, Munich. And then... I'm just trying to think any other league, but that that's pretty much been it, hasn't it? It's been quite a I know Juventus have made a couple of signings off the back of getting some players out today. I don't know. At this stage, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here because I've I've not got an answer to this either right now. So I'm talking to you, kind of fill it out in my head. I think it's pretty obvious who what my answer will be though. The biggest signing at the window or the one that's went fucking hell. What would what what springs to mind in the Premier League or in general? In the whole world and the and the transfer window right now, like what what's one that you you kind of look at and think and if I'd told you like at the start of this window this this transfer's happening, and you'd be like absolutely not, you're fucking mental. Good question. There's probably a couple. Um, I mean the Obama Yang one. Is, is bonkers for all the reasons we just talked about. But I think it's probably, it's strange in a good way as well because it, it sort of shows that, you know, no no player is, is bigger than the club, even when it's a player of, of that size that's cost them that money. They're spending 15 million quid a year on his wages. I bet, like, he's, I, think, I bet he's devastated to be going to Barcelona. Yeah, he'd be gutted about <laughs> it. Absolutely gutted. You know, with a chance of getting top four with Arsenal, why, why go and mix it mix it down in barcelona but no i think i think that's a just a like arsenal must be a bit relieved although i'm seeing the fans going to absolute meltdown over this uh you know he was one of the one of the best most consistent strikers for years like what's happened we're letting him go for free all of this sort of like i, I get it but you got to look past that and and sort of see see what the problems were so yeah i think that's that just it's very strange for all those reasons um Christian Eriksen, sort of strange in like a nice way. Like it's really nice to see him back. And um, I don't. It's strange, it's strange isn't it? But it's not. Uh, it doesn't feel like a. Doesn't feel odd. It feels like yeah, that makes sense. That's a good move for everybody involved. Yeah, um, I think maybe maybe the strangest one though is because of everything that surrounded it at the time. Is Luca Dean? Going I was just going to say Luca Dean is a. Bit, it's very odd that a club sells one of the best players to a club that's basically a rival, big rival club, and almost kind of does it as if to say, like, slap the We back good, the manager. Good riddance. And then they, they do the same with the manager. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, I, I don't, I, I'd need someone from, from Everton's, like, back room to come and explain that one to me so I can fully understand it because I, it's a head scratcher. It like it, it just doesn't make sense. And like I said before, I think they've massively undersold on price. When you consider the the guy's in his prime, he's 
without doubt, like one of their top three players. Um, he could go and play for pretty much any of the clubs in the league. Yeah, he's not. He's yeah, not. Yeah. He's without not below. Doubt. He's not below a top four level. There was a reason Chelsea were being linked with him. Not just the lazy journalism that we called out at the time, but that they needed a left back, and he's good enough to play for them. He's a fan. He's so good. I just yeah. Whatever happened between him and Benitez, that's fine. Like Alex Ferguson used to do it to his best players. He used to get rid of them when he fell out with them. And you can't really say that Ferguson didn't succeed. So I'm not I'm not knocking the fact that Benitez wanted rid of him. I just can't believe that the club got rid of him and Benitez within what a couple of weeks of each other. Just yeah, that that's it's gotta be the strangest one of the window. Well, you're saying that as I'm just watching live on Sky Sports News, Aaron Ramsey giving the thumbs up, walking into Ibrook Stadium. <laughs> Which if you'd said to me, you'd, you guys on one of our groups said this morning to me about this, and I shot this down. I was like, nap. It's just yep. fans taking the piss. This happens every year. We did it before where we got the rumour going that uh, Van Persie was signing. Like, we've done uh, Pan- Panic. We've done fucking, done them all. All these types of players. And yet, I've just literally saw him walk into Ibrox giving the thumbs up. So unless something goes terribly wrong, it's pretty he, crazy slips, one. he slips on the marble staircase. I, yeah, any anybody, if I'd said that to anyone, people would tell me there's not a fucking chance in hell. Um, and I've not even put it, <laughs> I've not even, I don't know if you've noticed, I've not even put it on our football group on WhatsApp because I'm like, just no, try not, not to jinx it. Not until it happens. Um, that's been one of the other ones. I think the Celtic Japanese experiment is one that I will yeah. be watching very closely. Obviously, we have quite a big game on Wednesday night, more so now than it should be because of our own failings. Um, where a couple of Japan, the two, I would say, I don't know enough. Obviously, I've not watched them, but I would say the two best Japanese players are both out. Made us obviously away. Um, he's came in by all accounts. He's very good forward. I know more. I knew off the bat. I knew more about him than I did Kyogo. And Kyogo's obviously made an impact on Scottish football. Be it with his goals or be it with his chest into people's fists and then falling down. Um, but it's it's an interesting one because they have very much backed the manager ahead of any other sort of strategy. So we'll we'll see. I think that that's an interesting one for. I think a lot of people will be kind of keeping an eye on that because if it works, then I can see the Japanese league getting absolutely raided, as well as Celtic. Yeah, but like the money they have paid for these players, really, for the international quality, and they can pull it off. Yep, it's, it means the leagues of a quality that other teams will run in and just grab what they can. Um. We don't have to worry about that, though. We shop at Juventus, so it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> the cheering still, outlet. Still still mental. Still absolutely mental. Yeah, bargain bin. Yeah, it's, it's got it's, it's got a little hairline fracture in it, but nobody will see it if you put it on your shelf. Can you <laughs> see it? I'll take that. Just don't play with it very often. Famous last words. Well, Andy, anything... <laughs> we've, not even, we've, not even, we've not even mentioned Southampton. Outside of I the told Dele you we don't we don't do much in in January. No, no even no a no a sniff, nothing. Nah, nothing. 
the, the the we we were linked with a another Chelsea youngster, um, another Tino, um, last week, but he's just gone alone to Huddersfield, um, so that's 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 done until the summer. I know we inquired on that one, but uh, yeah, no dice. Uh, but no, like Ralph's very public about the fact he doesn't like the transfer window, and he likes to sell his squad at the beginning of the season, and unless it's a deal that's represents good value or is something a bit for the future, then, you know, the, they just don't do the business. Um, yeah, I, I've seen plenty of Saints fans today complaining, like I said, about not being in for Deli Alley or complaining about, I don't know, not signing anyone. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why they're surprised. I, I, I really don't understand. There's, there's no need to be surprised because we've sort of said all along that it's not going to happen. So... Well, yeah. there's there's one on Twitter that somebody's trying to get trying to get started, um, and it's the guy that may or may not have caught us in his web when the Parts and Kamara thing went viral. Um, <laughs> but he now follows us on Twitter. Roger Razul, the head of sports at the Economist, doesn't exist. Right, it's fake. Um, so he's now just tweeted out Manchester United turn attention to Southampton's Jane Ward Prowse in the attempt to close out transfer window. Utter bullshit. So not a chance. There's there's a Man United aren't going for him, and B, it's just no, it's not happening. Not this late. Imagine not this late. And then to do what? To do what? Sit in Vanderbeek's spot on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. At the all. only other one on here is Sam Johnson. Jan- Johnston. West yeah, Tom we've goalkeeper. we've been linked with him heavily um, for at least the last six months if, if not longer he's out of contract in the summer um i sort of thought one of the teams at the bottom might test west brom's nerve and uh and try and go for him but there's yeah there's there's quite a few premier league teams that will be looking for a new goalkeeper in the summer and sam johnson's going to be one of those at the top of the list he's better than the keepers we've got like i would have liked us to have gone for him in the summer just gone but uh, yeah, if we can get our hands on him in the summer, him or Dean Henderson, I'll be more than happy with either of them. But yeah, that that one won't happen now. West West Brom trying to get promoted back to the Premier League, they'd rather take the hit and lose him for free than get what say five six million quid for him now. Well, on that note, there's nothing else really happening. Oh, there's somebody there's somebody that stood outside Tottenham's training ground. There's somebody stood outside all the training grounds, though, isn't there, really? <laughs> yeah, most of them. There's some clubs outside of Southampton. Man United haven't signed anybody. Um, who else have we got? Have West Ham signed anybody? I don't know that they have, actually. Which is kind of, like, again, it's, it's strange in the same way that the Arsenal one's strange. Because... Is there fireworks going off behind you? I think somebody's, somebody's celebrating. West West Ham's a funny one in the, the same way as Arsenal. I mentioned about the Arsenal fans saying, why haven't we signed a striker? Great chance of top four, first time in years. West Ham, exactly the same comment. Yeah, uh, If they had another striker that they went, a bit of the burden off of Antonio. They did. West Ham went in for, again, another Portuguese league special. Um, they went in for the Benfica striker. Yeah, they did. Which they were and never they were never going to get. No, not at all. Um, and also, I just don't know if it's the 
the right move they should have made. There's, um, and I don't. It's it's a strange one as well. Of this window's been opened for a month. Yeah. So then, of exactly. all the players, what you do is say if you want that player, you you ask the first week of January. Is there any chance? But they're in a title fight. He's a top goal scorer. I'm just trying. I'm trying to find his name. Do you remember his name at all? No, I, I know exactly who you mean, but I, yeah, I don't know what his name is. When you search West Ham Benfica, that should give you the answer to this. If I spell Benfica right, having an absolute mare today. <laughs> this and Brian. Yeah, that, that was the best one. Darwin Nunes, that was it. That was it, Nunes. He came in with um, 37 million. Um, and. Jacob Steinberg, the Guardian journalist, basically it seems echoed exactly what we said. Benfica have no intention of selling that striker, so it's a very strange one. Of maybe, maybe they've done it to try and pretend to the fans that they were doing something, and then they were just unlucky. Yeah, maybe. It's it just I don't know. It feels like an old one to me because. They, they've had this problem for what since they got rid of Sebastian Haller. I yeah, but even I, then, he's he's been doing phenomenal this season. Yeah, he's he a has. Good player. He has, but like he was, even though he wasn't doing well at West Ham, he was at least another option. Uh, they just don't even have the second option now, unless they do this sort of, you know, false nine, um, and play one of the many sort of wider attacking midfielders that, that they've got up up front but yeah it's i'm sure they've probably tried it just it feel, it seems odd to me that they've not just you know considering well, where they are in the league sky sky saying that they're considering going in for an improved with an improved offer but, is it the move like, they want to make seems... as well like it's a lot of money for west ham to spend on on a player um yeah it just does, it doesn't quite feel like the right move no, but I would have thought we'll go for that. like a you know a guy in a championship who's, who's scoring a lot of goals. Pick, pick one of them up. Um, they did it before then, with Jared Bowen, and that was worked out pretty well. That was January window, what two years ago. Is Jared Bowen? Is he the one that's going to be um, Danny Dyer? Ooh, I don't sure know. Was, I don't know if it was Danny that Di- like not the Danny Dyer. Well, no, Danny no, Dyer. That would be quite Danny the Dyer's, Danny Dyer's. Um, daughter, yeah, um, maybe. it's also called Danny Dyer. I think, I think, I think because there was fans singing a, a song, but ever since he started, yeah, yeah, that's pretty, is pretty much, yeah, there's a chant going around that I'm not going to say on here. Um, but it's <laughs> Bowen's on fire and he's making sweet, sweet love to Danny Dyer. It's not that one, but it's pretty much. They're, they're adamant that this is the reason he's hit such great form recently. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely what it is. How do you think his dad feels about that about song? Her dad, her dad, I because he's he's massive West Ham. Yeah, he's isn't he? a big West Ham fan. Yeah, he's. I'm sure he'd rather they sung something else. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that must be a very strange situation to to be involved in. Well, speaking of soaps, we've got Luke Carpenter, obviously, managing the filth. We now have Ramsey 
big Alf Ramsey <laughs> coming in the door. It's turning into a, a, the battle of, the battle of the Aussie soaps in Glasgow on Wednesday night. Just going to touch on it. Big game. Will you be watching, Andy, Wednesday night? Is there any other games on? Uh, there, there probably is not. Uh, yeah, if I can find a, a channel showing out here, I'll definitely be trying to catch it. Oh, there's, there's bounty be surely. Yeah, I would, I would have thought so. Um, but yeah, there's, there's there, a, won't, there won't be any big English games on that's for sure. Okay, I'm looking. I am. I'm always looking forward to. it. I'm always nervous as well. But it will be. It's it's quite funny because if this if this deal signs off, I'm seeing pictures as well on my feed of people snapping between the gates at the side of Ibrook Stadium and you can see on the LED scoreboards Aaron Ramsey's name and stuff and they're like, it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> We're still all not quite believing this is actually happening. Even though I've watched them walk into the club, I've watched all this stuff, but we have quite literally in this transfer window swapped Brandon Barker for Ahmed Diallo and we've swapped Bakuna for Aaron Ramsey. It's some good upgrading there. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Again, I'm I'm st- I'm ending the pod the way I started it. A massive <laughs> grin on my face. Which if if it had been if we'd done this pod last night. It would have been a very different mood. It would have been a very different pod. Um so onwards and upwards. Well, thanks everyone for listening. No doubt there'll be some stupid big deal that will just gazump everything in us. In about 10 minutes, it's going to be so annoying. In 10 minutes. It'll be West Ham signing the Benfica striker that we've been adamant will not go there. (laughs) Man United will sign Southampton's captain and what, Newcastle? Newcastle will just go out and just, I don't know. Who who would Newcastle just go out and pick? Who's a a world-class centre-half? I was going to say they'll offer 90 million for Mbappe to get him out before his contract runs. On a six month, yeah, exactly. No option, no, no option to buy. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Please happen. Please, you've got no. There's an hour and a half to go. Yeah, that gives you some timelines when we record this. Guy. <laughs> but anyway, thanks. If you've made it this far, I hope you enjoyed the fireworks and celebration of both Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year, Aaron Ramsey signing for the world's most successful football team, Glasgow Rangers, and obviously for the dynamite chat. That is me and Andy. <laughs> I like that that's the last part. And rightly so. <laughs> Obviously. You know, this is this is where we get our highest retention rate for the end. <laughs> right. All the best, guys. And we will probably, I'm going to say next week we'll probably do one. But depending on Wednesday night, might just try and tempt Andy to get another pod out this week. Cool. We'll see what happens. Even if it's just me and then occasionally I just cut segments from other podcasts again. <laughs> I I'd actually prefer that just to see how well it goes. Just me just me talking for like an hour and a half and then you're going Hello. <laughs> Cheers, bye. Just make sure you cut the right bits in. I don't want you going off on one about how great Rangers were and then it cuts to me talking about how weird it is that Aubameyang's moving to Barcelona. And just saying the word over and over again. Brian. <laughs> Brian <laughs> <laughs> all right guys all the best speak to you soon cheers, cheers. Bye.